You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So uh, I'm uh, sitting here, uh, as usual, high atop the, well, today, the hazy, rainy Blue Ridge uh, with a frosty Dr. Pepper handy. Is it raining out uh, there uh, in Tennessee, Richard? No, it isn't. It's uh, overcast, but it's, it's really nice out. And the big thing in Knoxville today is is the college game, UT. If the Bulls are going to crush the Georgia Bulldogs this afternoon, and I hope they do, because all of Knoxville just goes absolutely crazy for their Bulls. It, it, you get caught up in the action. I never thought I would, but, wow, it's pretty cool. Especially that big win over Alabama a few weeks ago. So uh, that's the excitement in Knoxville today. <laughs> so are you wearing orange when you go out? No, I'm, I don't wear orange, but my wife does have a bowl sweatshirt on today. <laughs> so she caught up in the action okay. over at JTV, so okay. uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you go out too much there, without orange, they're going to say something to you. I, I've been up there. <laughs> of course, I know. I mean, orange-in-law live there. They're caught up in the action, too. I mean, people have flags, bones, flags, UT flags on their cars, and they wear bandanas and shirts. I mean, it's socks. I mean, it's all over the place. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> but, uh, Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the wannabe UT, correct? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're in Georgia. You're a Bulldog fan, aren't you? Well, the real UT's got- in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a good defense, but UT has that explosive offense. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to score at least 50 points on you guys today. <laughs> but until then, I'll be in the garage. I, I got my new pair of uh, coil springs for my TR3, and I'll be painting those. And I got uh, pony shocks, and uh, I'll be repainting those because I want them to look as perfect as possible. I found the orange paint. It's almost like a perfect Chevy engine block orange. So I'll be painting the Coney shocks today and doing some other things. So that's on my agenda. Oh, and also, we uh, finally figured out the ooh. circulation program for to send out the renewals for Crankshaft Magazine. So we're finalizing that, and the renewals should be going out on Monday. So that's a big excitement going on here in my life. Well, that, that is exciting. And, you know, it's my perfect opportunity. And I'm, as always, folks, I mean it with all sincerity. When you give a subscription of Crankshaft Magazine to somebody for Christmas time, even if they only have a tangent interest in cars, that is the gift that keeps giving all year long. So, for me... Richard is like the gift that keeps giving all year long that you get rid of. But now you don't want to get rid of this crankshaft magazine. It's 
good right. stuff, folks. It's really good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm stuck with you, but, you know. <laughs> well, okay, I'll buy really you another is. waffle. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. I'm going to be up to, I'm going to be up to like what, 10, 10 waffles at the Waffle House. You're going to like be there all day long. Uh, you know, you know, they, they're building a brand new Waffle House down the block from my house, right on the corner of Merchant's Drive. And, uh, they knocked down the old one. This is brand new. So when you come visit your relatives in Knoxville, we could head over there and, you know, I'll, Buy as many waffles as you want. So keep talking about the magazine. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> we'll just camp out. Well, wait a second. Does, does that also include the uh, radio people? Richard, does, that, does that include the radio people as well? And their, and their promotion of Crankshaft? Yeah, come on up. I'll treat you to waffles. Just don't wear your Georgia Bulldogs uh, sweatshirt. Uh, I wear my Texas. I wear my Texas Tech T-shirt. Oh, you're one of them. Okay. You can smell us coming. Funny, funny. So, so what are we going to talk about today on the uh, classic car show? Anything? Uh, any ideas, of Mr. Well, Tom Cox? Yeah, you know, I well. We're not going to talk about politics, boy. That's all you're going to be hearing for the next uh, weeks and weeks. So, uh, do, do you all do you all get, realize? Get, couch, get out from in front of the TV. Do, head head to the garage. Work do, on your car. Do you real, do you all realize how important so, this election is? And all those ads that have been on TV for <laughs> different candidates. Uh, we've lost our yeah. pillowcase. You know, he's he's not on the air every minute, uh, Mister Pillow. No, he's not. So, uh, oh, I, I, I'm glad. Really, I, I, I actually I bought some some pillows, but I'm, I'm, I'll be happy for him to go away. I'm just tired of seeing him, and now he has slippers too. And you know, I, I, I so I bought those slippers. They're great. One thing. They're the best slippers I ever had. <laughs> Yeah, I can see the best you right now. You probably got you. <laughs> I got your little slippers on. You, you got your tea cup of tea poured. You got your little pinky finger in it, and you're sipping as we're doing the show here. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I do have one event left uh, that I'll be at, and uh, you know I will be there, and I'll have some crankshaft magazine propaganda with me too so if you happen to come out to the coastal virginia auto show in virginia beach uh november 18 through 20 look me up um i'm gonna have an opportunity i'll be uh hosting there i'll be on the stage multiple times throughout the day uh, interviewing uh folks like heather storm from garage squad and uh, horny mike from counting cars and several other folks and uh hopefully we're gonna have a great time but i am going to have crankshaft magazine propaganda as well so you know get some of that from me and and get on the uh subscriber roll uh while we're down here but the coastal virginia auto show is going to be an awesome i looked at the car lineup 
literally, as I told Richard, there's going to be something there for everyone and some stuff that you've just never seen before that's just totally going to blow your mind. The one great thing about it, the craftsmanship of the vehicles that are there. You cannot help that one of these guys that's, you know, heavy into modified cars. But these cars that are there, a lot of them are built from scratch. And the workmanship is just unbelievable. It's crazy. So hopefully we'll see some of you guys there at uh, Coastal Virginia Auto Show. But, you know, Richard, sadly, snow is flying away up north. Um, I know you got away from some of that. Is it flying up there where you came from? No, not in, uh, not in New England yet, but it's coming. I mean, you know, when I lived in Vermont, jeez, uh, we had, you know, eight, ten inches of snow before Halloween. And they had about another foot May 5th. So it, it's a long, long season. But the worst part is not so much the snow up there. It's the fact that you don't see sunshine for sometimes 20 days. And that's kind of depressing. But, uh, yeah, you know, most of our car friends up north, they put their cars away already or they're about to after this weekend. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a good time to to hide away in the garage and fix things that you need to fix before the spring comes around. So uh, there's always a good side benefit for living up north, you, you know, so. Well, it's time to winterize, too. And even if you're not uh, there where the snow's flying, you know that it's coming soon. And then as soon as that hits, then the uh, dreaded uh, snow and or whatever chemical combination your state uses is ready to go on the road and we know that no matter what it is they've never been able to come up with any type of snow melt that uh is inert that i'm aware of that any of the states use um it's it's nasty wicked know here in virginia they're using a new mixture and it's particularly wicked if you don't get it off your car um so you know as soon as that hits I won't drive my car unless we've had a really, really hard rain during the winter time. Um, occasionally, I'll get my stuff out during the winter, but only if we've had a hard rain. If any of that chemical solution has hit the road, um, but it is time in a lot of places, and a lot of folks are ready to winterize their cars. And there's a lot of things that people need to be thinking about when they go to put their car back in storage. You know, one thing for sure is you know we're all working in our garages throughout the summer you know we've been out in the yard we've been gardening we've been doing this we've been doing that and so every year we move stuff around in the garage i know i do you know stuff migrates from one side to the other and why is that a problem well because you may have moved something to a place where it might have a better chance of falling and hitting your car and or (laughs) i've I've got a hudson story i know you're shocked okay (laughs) so do i so 57 (laughs) oh that's right you do uh 57 hudson windshield really hard to come by um one year only you know and i had a spare i had it set up on the shed things where I needed it to 
you know, to keep it safe. And I didn't realize that there was a box sitting over top of that. Well, cat made its way into the garage, got in the garage. I had the door open. The cat ran in the garage. And, of course, the cat naturally, first thing, jumps as high as possible onto the car, up onto the shelf, knocks over the box with this heavy stuff in it, and uh, boom, it hits the Hudson, bounces off, and hits my spare windshield to boot. Uh, It was a bad day. Bad day for me, bad day for the cat, (laughs) bad day for the Hudson. Um, You know, you just need to pay attention, and obviously I was not paying attention. That was a big old uh, moment for me. Um, you know, but you shift stuff around. If it can tip over and fall into your car, move it around. Just be careful. Take, keep your eyes open. Don't be a putz like me. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on whether or not you got a cat that can jump in there and knock something off of a shelf, too. Probably a good idea because that was a very expensive, uh, mistake because at this point I haven't found another 57 Hudson spare windshield. Uh, wow. That happens. Um, it, it does. That's why I don't have cats. I can't stand the little critters. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Well, yeah. I like my you, have, you have wiener, wiener dogs. Yeah, that's right. I have my miniature dachshunds. I love them to pieces. And uh, if I could have ten, I would. But no cats. Can't stand them. No way. But you're right. I, I have a wind. Yeah, I have a spare well, windshield for my. PR3. I also have a brand new window for the factory metal hardtop, which is impossible to find. And I have them in a box surrounded by styrofoam and all this stuff, and I have them high up on a shelf where they can't be moved. So, yeah, you do got to plan ahead and be careful. And when it comes to shelves, you really need heavy-duty steel shelves. Don't cheap out and get this junk that as soon as you put 20 pounds on it, it starts sagging. Before you know it, that sag is going to split the shelf. It's going to make everything come crashing down. And also, when you have shelves and you have a lot of heavy stuff on it, you should see if you can secure them to the wall if possible. If not, what I do is put shims underneath the front legs so the shelving unit is tilted backwards a little. So that adds a bit of safety. So uh, you're right. you got to plan ahead. Let's take a break. really do. And think about it. All right, take a break, folks. Be right back. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. 
It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Yep, we're back. So what what kind of tips can you give our our listeners about, uh, I guess, storage in your garage? I mean, like, like, apart from keeping, what were you going to say? How's my garage set up? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of, you know, things do you do to keep things in order, your parts in order? So I keep my parts out of the garage for the most part. Um, the Hudson incident uh, cured me of that. That happened a few years back. Oh, I don't know, about 20 years ago uh, when I was living in the other house, which was an old farmhouse, and I had a, you know, smaller detached garage next to it. But um, now what I do is I store all of my parts in a separate area. I use really good shelving. Um, that's one thing I found, like you said, you know, the heartache of crappy shelving um it folds up and and it even corrodes when you're not looking you know if you have any type of chemicals or anything um you know really they should be in a cabinet but if you had something and it leaked there's cheap shelving i mean it's just not good it's like cheap tools you don't want cheap shelving it's bad stuff um, bad stuff <laughs> You know, cheap cars are good, cheap shelving, cheap tools in your garage, bad. Um, but, you know, I so I stay so active in my garage during the time. Um, I probably don't set it up as much as uh, some other people should. You know, people talk about wintertime and condensation and, and rust on your car, Um you know, some people I know, they're really fastidious about their storage. They even buy these little car capsules that they drive their car on to, and then it zips up over top of it, and you've got a little blower that goes on the side of, of it, and it inflates to, like, this giant balloon cocoon uh, thing over top of your car to keep it nice and uh, nice and dry and safe. Um, but typically, uh, you know, I move mine around a bit. Um, but if you're not... You know, flat spots on tires, one big issue that, uh, you know, people need to try to avoid if you're going to have the car sitting for a number of months. And, you know, mostly people tend to put them on jack, put cars on jack stands. In the last few years, I came to know that there are some other products out there that you can use to keep your cars from getting flat spots on their tires without putting them up on jack stands, which I think is a great thing. Um, I am just not a fan of jack stands. I've never liked them. I try not to use them unless I have to. And if I do, I make sure that um, they're rated way beyond 
anything that I need. I, I don't just like tools, just like shelving. Don't buy cheap jack stands. <laughs> I buy really good jack stands, high, you know, with the, a weight rating that's way over the top. But anyway, I don't like using them. And so they, there's a company out there called Tire Cradle, and they have these, they're like little flat blocks, and they have like a, a curvature on them, and you set them out there, and you drive your car onto these tire cradles. And the engineering of these is such that it holds your tire in a way that it doesn't allow it to form flat spots. Now, that's sort of the brand name out there, uh, Tire Cradle, and you can go check it out and get your information there at tirecradle.com. But if you want to, there are lesser expensive alternatives that you can find on Amazon if you just go on there and I think you can Google like Tire Flat Spot um, on Amazon and it'll populate with a number of different options that are less expensive than Tire Cradle. Um, but these things do work. I have friends that use them and uh, it's much better than putting your car up on jack stands as far as I'm concerned. Um and I even have friends that uh, go to Lowe's. It all makes sense. They buy this uh, styrofoam insulation, those sheets. They're about two feet wide. They yep. cut them into four sections, and they drive onto them, and they leave their car there. The other thing, though, you have to do in addition to using the uh, uh, cradles or whatever it is you're trying, um, you inflate the tires all the way to what's called placard pressure, which is the maximum rated inflation uh, pressure that's on the side of your tire. If you look on your side wall, you'll find it there somewhere. It'll say max inflation, and pump that tire all the way up to its maximum rating. Uh, if you do that and invest in some of these uh flat spot eliminators if you want to call them or you know even go the cheap route you know that's what Richard does he's going to go cheap we know that he's going to go to Lowe's and he's going to get something for 15 bucks and cut it into section and drive his car onto that right Rich? Cheap. I'm not spending 15 bucks are you crazy? No way I'm not wasting money <laughs> what, what I do is every week I move my car around and I'm I, I mark the tires with a chalk mark, so I push the car back three feet, then I push it forward six feet. Save fifteen bucks. Are you kidding? Just move the car around. <laughs> For the part like you, I knew I it. I knew 30. it. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> Unlike you, I don't have you know sixty five cars to move around. So I just got the one Triumph. My TR two is in the back on uh, those cradles that are you know those wheel chocks that I can move it around. But those tires are dead. That car's not moving anywhere. The TR3 is in pieces. So I just got one car to move around, so that makes it easy. But uh, 15 bucks, you crazy? No way. <laughs> a little bit of chalk mark, and you move it around. But the thing, by the boom, you know, I keep it inflated to 36 pounds. So the Pirelli tires, you know, to get flat spots. So, uh, yeah, you are right. You do got to take care of those tires. And, uh Yeah. Being more bada boom. Well, the other thing is, yeah. uh oh, I was going to say most important thing about a garage is is 
Uh, I keep all my dirty rags in a stainless steel uh, garbage can. So there's no sudden ignition because that can happen with chemicals on the rags. And I keep all my paints and chemicals in a uh, fireproof cabinet with a fusible link. And it's, it's you know, this massive uh, cabinet, fireproof cabinet, and uh, it weighs a ton. But, uh, you know, that's important. And a lot of electrical things I don't keep plugged into the outlets. I only plug them in when I need them. So I just, you know, always try to be extra careful with electricity and chemicals and dirty rags. And, you know, you just don't want anything to happen. No, and fire is an easy, easy thing to have happen. Um, and, you know, always, that is one thing you'll find in my garage. I have an overabundance, I, I really do, an overabundance of fire extinguishers. You can't move any five, 10 feet in my garage without finding a fire extinguisher. There is one handy everywhere you go. Um, and, you know, I've always had fire extinguishers, but I really became paranoid. I had a Triumph PR7 in the garage. <laughs> and anyway, I was tinkering on it. And you know, the, yeah, that Zenith carburetor, oh, those, on those things. What a nightmare that. Is, um, anyhow, to start it, and I got it running, and then all of a sudden I smell gasoline. You know, oh my gosh, it's running everywhere, running out from under the car. I, I turn the car off, and I'm just like, oh my god. You know, I, mean, I was like a stone's throw away from some sort of major conflagration, uh, thanks to that little TR7. But um, anyway, since that time, literally, I've got to fire extinguisher within 10 feet of wherever I am in that garage. It's crazy, but it's a good thing. Like you said, taking all those preventative measures, you don't want to fire, folks. That's just one of the worst things that can happen to you. Um, Now, batteries. You know, you're going to want to disconnect your battery, and you're going to want to put some type of float charger on it. I don't recommend all of these cheap float chargers that you can get out there. You know, you look in XYZ catalog and you see a float charger, 998. Stay away from it, folks. It's just like buying cheap tools and cheap everything else. You can really pay dearly for it in the long run. Um, it's like some of my electrical apply, you know, uh, electrical tools, power tools. You know, I, I try to buy decent power tools, too, because uh, certain things, like I had a vibratory tumbler that uh, came from President Xi, sent it to me, didn't send it to me personally, but he he, he got it to me, President Xi's uh, vibratory tumbler, and, uh, you know, I had it sitting out there on my bench. It was running for a couple hours, and uh, went in, went back out to check on it, and uh, I hear this... And uh, that distinct smell of burning electrical uh, stuff. So uh, that thing was ready. It was hot as a firecracker. It was uh, ready to go up in flames. But don't buy cheap battery tenders. I like NOCO Genius. Uh, Battery tender's been around for a while. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, But I really like the NOCO Genius. And if you go on and you look them up online... 
you'll find that uh, you know they are built to send pulses through the battery, which helps to cut down on sulfation. Um, they even have a proven uh, rejuvenator. It's not some sort of snake oil. Um, it is just a heavy pulsing uh, and changing of uh, the uh, current going through the battery that tends to get all the sulfation off of the plates and into the bottom of the battery. Um, that's what kills your battery, sulfation on the plates. Well, oh, great time. Oh, great time. We're having too much fun. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, Mr. Tom, you're talking about getting... Yeah, you were talking about battery charges and, you know, some of those, you know, slow trickle charges. And uh, me, personally, I don't waste any money on that stuff. I un- I disconnect my battery and it gets cold, <laughs> and I bring it in my house where it's nice and warm. Springtime comes, I put it out. By the bing, the car starts. I don't have to spend any extra money on the charges. See? <laughs> Save money all around. <laughs> Stick around. I'll make you save. Cheap, cheap. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to stay married, okay, don't bring all of your batteries into your home like Richard does, okay? I, I mean, I do. Know. I eat whatever you <laughs> You put them under the bed, I'm sure. You know, just so that you know that they're where they're at, and they're nice and warm and, and well-kept. <laughs> that's right. That's right, and I pet them at night. Keep, keep on, them right little, in there. Uh, you know. My little interstate friend, keep charging. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, the, the, the poor wiener dogs have to, you know, find their way around all the batteries in the in the bedroom, I'm sure. The uh, yep. I guess one of your one of your wiener dogs had a had a birthday like this last week. 
Um, I didn't think that uh, it was you. I, I noticed there was a post about happy birthday, little wee wee, and I, I guess it was the dog. It wasn't you, was it? <laughs> yeah, no, that was Vito. Yeah, Vito the mini. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're great. <laughs> great. Great. Great dogs. Uh, my dogs can't get underneath anything. They weigh like 150 plus pounds, so. Uh, I don't know. We're at opposite ends of the spectrum there as far as the animals are concerned. Um, but anyhow, getting back to automobiles. So we were talking about, well, during the break, we were talking about, you know, how people recommend that you try to keep moisture levels down. Obviously, you want to keep moisture level down in your garage if at all possible, which means, you know, having good drainage, having good um downspouts and all of that if you need to put in a french drain or anything because people think for at first you know i'm on concrete i don't have an issue my garage is concrete you know concrete it actually sweats you get condensation and so you know the underside of your car can still um get a nice brown crust over the winter time uh some people lay down uh plastic and then drive the car onto them uh, onto it, you know, I think that's fine too. But we were really talking about the fact that a lot of, over the years, a lot of, whether they're websites or social media tips and things of that nature, um, they recommend putting a 100 watt bulb, leaving a 100 watt bulb burning inside the car. Well, as we just got through talking about the whole fire risk issue, uh, we both think leaving a 100-watt bulb burning in your car would be a really bad idea. It's a real invitation to a fire. Um, and not only that, but, you know, these days, so much is LED, and those LEDs are not going to get warm enough to dry anything out. So use damp red um, or something similar. Uh, crack the windows on your car. Don't leave them rolled all the way up. Just, you know, crack them slightly. Um Put some, you know, a, they come in little tubs, different sizes, um, and you can get refills that look like they come in milk cartons of damp red, but you can just pull it open, set it in the back of your, back to the floorboard of your car, and over a period of time, you'll notice because the moisture will um, be attracted to the chemical and the damp red and uh, collect in the little bucket, um, and when it all gone away, then you clear it out, dump it out, refill it, and put it back in there. But it's a safe way of, of keeping moisture down and, you know, not developing mildew in your car. That's interesting. Yep. And if you have a garage, yeah. you, know, you know, keep the window open. <laughs> Even if it's really cold out, you know, just crack the window open, you get some fresh air circulating. So, uh, and another good thing to do is uh, if you have, like, an old rug in your house, you know, and the dog's pissed on it, like, you know, every other day and you can't use it anymore, you can't clean it, put it in your garage. Drive your car on it. Put a pan underneath where the engine is, especially if it's a British car because you know it's going to leak oil. And uh, it's nice going in the garage. You see a nice oriental rug with your car sitting on it. You know, that's pretty cool, you know. So I've seen that before in many garages, and uh, it also gives you a nice, comfortable, you know, place to, uh, when you're laying on the ground trying to tighten up that exhaust system over the winter, you know, you have something comfortable to lay on. So uh, using old rugs, 
is uh, a great way to, uh, I guess, uh, recycle them instead of throwing them in the garbage dump. Put them in your garage. And another thing about your garage is I updated all my light bulbs because I want to cut down on my electric bill because I don't like paying high electric bills every month. LED bulbs, even the old fluorescent bulbs, they have, you know, uh, retrofits with LEDs. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's worth it to spend a few extra bucks and you buy these LED bulbs all over your garage. And not only does it cut down on your electric bill, but, man, is the light so much brighter. It really is amazing. And uh, LED is the way to go. It really is. I'll second that. Um, that's part of what I'll hopefully be doing this weekend out in the garage, uh, putting in new light fixtures. Um, I need to go out, and I'm, you know, when we finish the show, that's where I'm headed. I'm going to go out into the garage, take mitts, and then I'm going to determine the length and quantity, and I'm going LED with everything in the garage. Um, like you said, uh, the lighting is just so much better, and... The price on those things has come down so much in the last year, two years. It's one of the few things. Price has gone up on everything else, but the uh, price of LED fixtures and lights has come down, thankfully. And, um, man, they just work great. And Richard loves this. They last some time, and you save money in the long run because they last longer. You know, so when you're cheap like Richard, you're going to love these things even more. It's just just really good. But getting back to the storage thing, before you put your car up, don't just, you know, start it, back it out of the garage, put air the tires up to maximum and do all the other things that we've been talking about. Run it long enough to get it up to operating temperature so that the exhaust system, etc., dries out, and it dries out, drives out the moisture. If you just crank the car up, run it for a couple minutes, and then turn it off, you'll end up with a ton of moisture in your exhaust system. Um, now, one thing that I do in addition to that, um, I always take and I, I drill a one thirty-second inch hole at the very back of my muffler, you know, not going to cause a leak. It's not going to cause a long-term issue. But what it does allow is some of that moisture to drip out if you end up with a little excess moisture. That way it's not just sitting in your muffler, rotting it out uh, when you're not using your car. Um, all That's a pretty good yeah. Parking brakes. Go ahead. Yeah. Building a hole in the muffler. Isn't the muffler loud? Even though it's 32nd of an inch? No, it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. You never, never, ever even even know you did it. And, uh, you know, and some mufflers actually came that way from the, come that way from the factory. Um, you know, the old, I don't know, we don't have a Midas muffler shop anywhere around here anymore. I don't know if anybody else has one. But uh, Midas mufflers, they used to come with a little tiny drain hole in them. So it's really small, and uh, no, you won't hear anything. You won't hear any strange noises or anything. It works great. been doing that for decades. Um, you know, and another thing, too, people 
when they pull the car in, tendency is pull it into the garage, do all those things, and you're getting ready to get out, you put the parking brake on. Don't put the parking brake on. Parking brake is going to be set for months on end out there, and not only is it stretching all the cables, making them over time longer to the point where you're going to have to go back in there and adjust and shorten them all up, but they stick. Um, if you just leave them in the on position, they're going to end up sticking. Emergency brake is supposed to be used when you're driving the car, um, you know, when you're somewhere on a hill, you're parking, and just in general use. But when they're in storage like that, don't set the parking brake. You're setting yourself up for a stuck brake and stuck cable, whatever it is. Not good. I've had it happen myself. Use a chalk. Use a wheel chalk to keep the car in place. And, you know, of course, keep it in park. Um, and I would also put it in gear. Yeah. I always Another put my cars in I do. What's that? I always put my cars in gear. It, it, you know, I just think it's that it doesn't go. Absolutely correct. So what else do you do? <laughs> So I pull up, um, you know, some of the cars, I can, you know, pull the wiper blades up, you know, just reach, grab the uh, wiper arm and pull it up, and it'll stay in an extended position so that the blades are not just laying on the uh, windshield all year long, uh, well, all winter long. Um, And that keeps your blades in better condition. I always fill up the tank, um, preferably with uh, ethanol-free gas, of course, uh, but I fill the tank all the way up because the less airspace you have in the tank and the less oxygen that's in there, less opportunity for a breakdown to start occurring in your fuel, less opportunity for sweating and condensation in the tank. You get all that stuff going on, that's when you end up with uh, the creation of uh, something called formic acid in your tank, in your fuel. It settles in there and starts to cause rust and then, of course, you've just got a general breakdown of, uh, of the fuel. But, again, go for, go for the uh, ethanol-free. There are a couple of sites you can go to, and I'm sorry because I can't remember right offhand, but uh, that will tell you where you can buy ethanol-free fuels. The other thing, you know, a lot of people use Stabil, and uh, Stabil's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Um, I like Startron, um, Enzymatic uh, Fuel Stabilizer myself because I've used it, and it, for me anyway, it lasted a lot longer than uh, than Stabil did. But uh, what else? What I've had bad luck. With, I've had bad luck with Stable. With time. I put it. Yeah. In, I, I me too. I put it. Well, I put it in my car, and uh, I had my Ford LTD, and come spring, it wouldn't start, and I had to drain everything, and it kind of broke down. And I don't know what went wrong, but you know, no stable for me. Sorry, folks. I know a lot of people use it. A lot of people have good okay. results. But We're coming back. We'll be right back. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. 
Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay. All right, we're back, folks. And, uh... Yeah. So, what else should we talk about today? I know you're a big Hudson guy, and I just want to tell you a quick story. Tuesday, I drove up to Finlay, Ohio, uh, up in the northern western part of the state, and I photographed a 1937 Hudson 8 that's going to be in the next issue of Crankshaft Magazine. The guy who owns it, his father bought it brand new. The car is completely unrestored. You know, the fenders were repainted because, you know, chips and scratches along the way. But the rest of the car is 100% original. We went for, you know, like a 10-mile drive. And, boy, was I impressed. There wasn't a squeak or rattle in this car. He started it from second gear, from a dead stop. And the torque of that straight-A flathead is just pulled the car smoothly. I was very impressed. You know, uh, it was just a fabulous automobile and uh, just cemented my view that one day I really do need to own a Hudson. And I, I can see where you're coming from, Mr. Tom, and uh, you've been right all along. Hudson's a great automobile. <laughs> Raise, <Okay>. the <laughs> <laughs> Raise the flag. Raise the flag. Everything in agreement. <laughs> he's, 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 he's uh, in lockstep. With me, um, yeah, no, the you know those cars they were they were just amazing cars, and the engineering team that they had uh, even over the years, um, I had a chance to meet one of their engineers, uh, actually two of their people, uh, Art Kibiger and um, Miller Tonkray, um, both of whom had a big hand in that. They were just it was neat talking to those guys. They were really old. I was really young. It's been a while back, but uh, I just remember being sort of awestruck. You know, for me, it was like meeting Mickey Mantle. You know, <laughs> huh. yep. meeting me yeah, right on the years at Hudson. Yeah, um, 
you know, something else, and of course, you know, we've really been talking about, uh, you know, storing your car, and there are two, two minor things I'm going to throw in at the end here, and then we'll talk about a couple of other things. But uh, one is, if you have accessories on your car, run them run them all before you put the car up for storage. Um, Including your AC unit. For instance. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, you want to get that lubrication and everything all throughout that uh, compressor. Keep those seals nice and happy. Um, absolutely, like Rich says, if it's AC, you, you want to run it. And uh, everything else for that matter, you, power antennas, run them up and down, you know, maybe even, you know, put a little lube on there. Not too much because then you'll attract dirt and create a problem for yourself. But um, anyhow, that that's definitely one of those things. And then some of the newer cars, because, you know, there's some stuff out there now with systems and, you know, uh, we'll, for lack of better term for the moment, we'll call them brains, you know, cars from even the 80s, 90s, and you let them sit for a while. We're talking about disconnecting the battery and or, you know, taking them in the house and putting them under the bed like Richard does. That's right. But That's right. some of these cars, you'll want to maintain some minimal uh, charge. You either have a um, trickle charger for your battery and then have a, another one that you actually leave attached to the car because otherwise it'll lose its memory over the over the uh, winter season. You know, interestingly enough, I I even have a car that regularly loses polarity on its generator when I leave it leave the battery disconnected for extended periods of time. And then I have to go back through and polarize the generator. We're not going to get into polarizing generators today, but you know, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy, so you might want to think about that. You know what I I'm, I'm going to do too this winter? I'm going to go through inventory. You know, I I forget. I'm like a squirrel, you know. Squirrels always, you know, fall, they go out and they grab up all these acorns and hickory nuts and they bury them everywhere. I think they forget where they put them, you know. Well, I'm going to go through my inventory, all of my parts inventory, all my spares, everything, and refresh and make a list of what I've got. Because, you know, it's like Christmas, I go out and I'm like, oh, I forgot this, you know, where I was at a swap meet and I bought this and I was in a hurry. I had to work when I got back home, got back home at 2 a.m. or whatever. I put it, put it away. I forgot to put it on, forgot it, inventory it. And, uh, you know, I find I have a lot of cool stuff sometimes when I do that. And it is like having and Christmas. The, and the older you get, the more you forget. Uh, so you got it, and I took inventory of all my Triumph parts, and I have them in boxes, and I write on the side of the box what it is, so when I look at my shelf, I know what's in there, and I have a running list that I keep in my cabinet to know that, oh, yeah, I have extra ball joints, I got extra tie rods, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you do have to do that. But I want to get back one more thing about uh, storing your car for the winter, because I made this mistake years ago. And I finished rebuilding the 302 in my Ford, and it was around November, and my garage wasn't heated in Vermont, and I didn't put antifreeze in the engine block, and I popped out two core plugs, what they call freeze plugs. So you got to make sure you have the right mix of antifreeze and get it circulating in the engine. This way, 
you know, you won't pop out any core plugs over the winter when, you know, if you don't have a heated garage and it gets cold in there. So you got to, you know, take care of that, folks, too. you got to think about that. Or shit, crack a block. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. I can't believe we've... I'm glad you brought brought that in. So in as much as taking inventory, if you're like me, you'll go through, you start opening boxes, you'll be going through your inventory, and you're like, oh, wow, looky here. A uh, carburetor rebuild kit for my uh, 59 uh, Oldsmobile. And then you're digging along, and you go, oh, wow, another carburetor rebuild kit for my 59 Oldsmobile. And then you find another one. You know, that does happen to me, um, sad to say. Um, you know, I'll end up with a two or three, or I'll find stuff that I no longer need. I'll find stuff that I had for a car that I'd already sold um, several years back. I've still got the spare, some of the spare parts that I didn't convey yep. when the car was sold because I couldn't remember I had them. <laughs> you know, wintertime, it, it's a good time to sell stuff, too. Um, I've always found, and, and maybe what we should do, too, as a future topic, we'll talk a little bit about um, maybe selling, you know, selling stuff and, you know, what works best for everybody, whether it's, you know, eBay, now you've got Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Right. Um, but wintertime's a good time to sell spares, especially if you've got bright and shiny, bright, shiny stuff in advance for, of Christmas. Man, you do better price-wise selling it in the fourth quarter of the year just before Christmas, always. And uh, while everybody's all cooped up inside before springtime comes around, get that stuff out, clean it up, put it out there for sale, and you get some really better pricing uh, prices for your your wares than you do during the summer months when everybody's out driving their car instead of stuck inside and looking at a screen. So. I totally agree with you. That's what I'm doing now. I'm making an inventory list of spare parts that I want to sell, and I'm going to start putting them online. And, uh, you know, before you know it, you can make a few hundred bucks or several thousand dollars come springtime, and uh, you'd have extra money to buy different parts that you may need, or maybe another car. So, uh, you know, that is a good time to do that over the winter. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing now. I just started that, including... Some models that I have, some, you know, uh, models that I never even took out of the box. I don't even know why I bought them, but they're brand new. Get rid of this stuff. You know, there's, a, there's that saying, less is more, which I don't totally agree with because I like having a lot of junk around me. But uh, sometimes it's good to get rid of stuff and purge, you know, your collection. So, uh, yeah, winter time is the right time to do that, no doubt. Turn it in the cash. Buy waffles. Right. Yeah, buy more waffles. Buy more uh, subscriptions to Crankshaft Magazine for your friends. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at, at Christmas time. Uh, um, you know, the other thing that's really good about wintertime is, you know, and it's dangerous too, is perusing all of the avenues you've got available to you, particularly, you know, online, for cars for sale. And uh, there's uh, a real opportunity to go out and and find yourself a, a cheap car. Um, you know, I found a just the other day. I was looking through uh, Facebook Marketplace, found a '46 Chrysler Windsor 
uh, with the Highlander interior in it and uh, decent oh, car, nice. forty five hundred bucks with a brand new wiring harness with it too. It uh, wow, you know, it's going to need some work, but forty five hundred bucks and it said well, a little negotiable too. So you know, you're probably down under four thousand um, bucks before it's all said and done and. You got a neat project car that you can get a lot of parts for. This is a good start. Probably post it out there on our Facebook page, which, by the way, if you haven't checked into our Facebook page, please do. We'd like to see you there. Uh, the Classic Car Show uh, on Facebook and also America's Web Radio Facebook page as well. And if you want to get in touch with uh, Richard or I, uh, if you so dare, uh, you can do that by uh, going to the website, americaswebradio.com. Yeah, send us an email. Tell us what you know, topics you'd like email. us to talk about. Yep, do that. We'd love to hear from you. Even though we may not agree with you, we'd love to we hear will. from you. <laughs> we'll always All right, find folks. more to agree about than we will disagree about. So, till well, next listen, time. everybody, get Bye, off Rich. the couch. Have a great weekend. And go Vols. Go Vols. <laughs> well, good luck with that. We'll see everybody soon. Take care, everyone. Till next time. You're Bye. listening Bye. to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.